What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house today with a buddy of mine from Clubhouse. Again, I've been saying that a lot lately. <laughs> this is a, it's a breeding ground for relationships. I got to tell you, because it, you, you find out who you're really aligned with and then you hang with those people. And I find this show to be the best way for me to dig deeper and develop relationships further. And so that's what I'm doing. And I, today I have a friend named Steven, Steven Eugene Kuhn. He's a military combat veteran who has been handpicked to consult with some of the most influential people in the world to turn around their businesses and how to expand their brand, build value and loyalty, and develop strategies for increasing beneficial relationships for increased revenue and achieving true quality of life, QOL. Steve, what's up, man? How you doing, brother? Love it. QOL, hey, quality QOL, of life. QOL, quality of life. Like, man, thanks for being here, man. And I, I know that you have a lot on your plate right now, so yeah. I'm excited for you with this this launch that you, you're doing actually today as we speak. And so, but before we get into all that, I want to ask the question that I ask everybody to start the show. Steven, what are you made of? I'm made of the same thing that everybody else is made of. The only difference is, is that I choose my own verdict to decide my own path. And I don't let those on the outside with their own verdict dictate that. That's about it. Yeah. It's talk, talk about control, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, con- it's, it's conviction and it's certainty. It's certainty in my ability to deploy my genius in any situation presented to me. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and those situations I bring upon myself by taking imperfect action, by moving forward, co-creating with the universe around me and the people around me to create some greatness. I mean, look, this, this, this NFT project was an idea five months ago, and we, we launched today, less than five months ago, from zero, with an entire mainframe, Ecto, its own token, the whole works. No one's done it that quick ever. It's the largest profit for purpose project on the entire metaverse right now. And we did it in five months. How? Just brought in the right people, co-created with everybody who's out there who wanted to make a difference. That's the only yeah, difference so, between me and everybody but, else. But, and, but it all comes down to, doesn't it come down to taking responsibility, like full responsibility for things? Because you know, to the degree you take responsibility, you have control and to be able to do that. Yeah, indeed. But this is the thing that most people sort of conflate is you can't... Okay. The responsibility lies within. You can cut away all the stuff in the... It's, it's just like integrity. It, it, you either are... You either have integrity inside of you or you don't. You either take responsibility, which is inside. You take responsibility for your actions. That's an internal thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, I have to take responsibility for that out there, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the business or the remote or, or you know, the, um, the revenue or stuff like that, which in theory, it sounds great. But in reality, it's about you taking responsibility to actually do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? It isn't yep. about the thing. It's about you. Right? Yep. And what you can do. Your children or your wife's, it's about you, not about them right? Mm-hmm. We have to take responsibility. And again, there's a whole model of how we work around that in our book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha. And that's sort of focusing on the one thing that you can control in any situation. And that is the intention. What's your intention about all this? What's your intention about taking responsibility? What's your intention with your wife, with your kids, 
What's your intention with your business and your and, and, and your revenue? And then you paint that picture, what that intention is, and then you let it go and, and, and focus only on the world around you. You have a macro view to see where you can co-create, what opportunities show up. You're, you have a laser focus, of course, on your intention, but you don't blind yourself to the rest of the world because that's where coincidence and luck and everything else happens out there. Opportunity. And so when, yeah. you, when you move forward with imperfect action, creating as you go with no expectation of a specific outcome, but just a picture, you're going to see that you're going to build things quicker, faster, and with more ease than you've ever done in your life. Why did you say no expectation of a specific outcome? Because when you try to, to have a specific outcome of a project or a thing that you're doing or a, a position you're, you're taking, then you're limiting your ability to absorb or receive what else is out there that could make it greater, bigger, longer, stronger, whatever. And so you have an intention. Okay, I want to make a you know, million dollars or whatever in January or whatever. What does that look like? What's the picture look like? Right? What, I mean, what's a million dollars look like? Or do you want to have a lifestyle of someone who has a million dollars in their bank account? Is that sort of what you're saying? Well, what's that picture look like? And then you completely let it go. How it's going to happen or the specific outcome doesn't even matter. Because if I'm certain of it, because of the picture that I have in my mind, focusing on the intention of reaching that picture, then I'm going to reach it. doesn't now, matter. Is it, but, but is the picture, when you said, I forget the phrase already that I asked you just about, but are you saying that you shouldn't get really detailed and vivid with your vision? Yeah, no, you should get detailed and vivid with your vision, but don't lock in on it like this is all that can happen because I oh, might okay. envision yeah, yeah. one thing, but there's, <laughs> where is that vision sitting in? Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. If you have a picture, you see only that frame. What's around it? What's behind right, it? Right, What's right. in front of it? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah. be an open openness. So I talk a lot about you know chipping away and consistent action towards your outcome that you want, but also being open to multiples. So in other words, like I've been, you know, I got this new tech platform blueprinted, and we're chipping away one creator at a time, bringing creators into the platform to put their blueprints in, right? But I have to also be thinking and be open to someone that has access to multiples. And not think that it's not possible that I get a thousand creators at once. Yeah. And because if I was just like, man, we got to get a hundred creators and, and one at a time. And I was so focused on that and not open to that other thing. So I can see what you're saying. All right, great. So before we go any further on that, let me take me back to how you grew up, Steven. I want to know like where you came from, man. Like what was it like growing up as a kid and, you know, where yeah. and how and all that? Oh, man. All right. So let's see. I grew up in, in central Pennsylvania. We call it Pennsylvania, right? Hillbillies. And I was, you know, I was a, a dork, a doofus. I had no self-belief. I had no um, pride, nothing. And I was sort of a dork, right? And it was, it was the 80s. So I had the mullet, you know, the, the, the disco mullet, I guess you could say, you know, long in the back, feathered in the front kind of looking thing. <laughs> played, played sports. Uh, I tried football. I tried basketball. I tried wrestling. And I, I sucked at all of them. I mean, I mean, I sucked. Like I was the guy who lost the game every time. You know, I was like one of those guys. I just never had a chance to, to find my way, you know, and I was living the life that people were seeing me as, and I was fulfilling the role as the loser that they saw me as. And I just wanted to get the hell out of there. So I joined the army. And what, uh, what year were you born, by the way? How old are you? 67. I'm 54. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was a tough move, but I went to the army and I, and I was sitting in that chair when they were cutting my, my hair off with the, with the razor at boot camp, And I, I looked in the mirror and I said, this is the new me. You will never be that guy again, ever. And I switched that day and I began not stopping no matter what. I remember, you know, I was out of shape. I was, you know, I was, I was like 240. I'm 6'4, 240 in high school, right? So I go to boot camp, overweight, I can, you know, and uh, I didn't care. I was running. I would run at the front of the formation, vomiting on myself, but I would not drop out. I didn't care what happened. And it was funny to see that how I changed 
the view of myself through, through that process. And I'll never forget, I was at a, at a wall, at an obstacle course one time, and it was leaning towards you like 15 degrees. There's mm-hmm. no rope. It's about seven feet high and you got to jump over it. And I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to get over that? You know, there's no rope. And everyone's getting over it. And I, I can't do it. And drill sergeant throws me down in the, in the dirt and mud, puts his foot in the back of my neck and just starts calling me every name in the book. And I just, I lost it. I snapped and I jumped straight up over that wall. <laughs> and I landed on the other side. I was like, angels, like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that was me. Like the whole time. Just saying I couldn't do it. And from that point on, I did anything I ever wanted to do. Nothing stopped me. I didn't even think about it. It stopped me. I never thought something was impossible. And even at the obstacle courses later in life, when I was older, I'd get an obstacle course. I'd be like, well, I wonder if I can do this. I'm like, of course you can do this. And I would literally jump onto those poles that are spread. And just with, with 100% faith, I got this, you know? <laughs> you know, and just do it. Just remembering how it felt to jump over that wall for the first time. And when I have times in my life where I'm like, wow, this is difficult, I look back and go, dude, you got this. You know, you got this. This is, this so, is, this is what I ask myself in them same, those same situations. Come on, man. Like, look at all the stuff you've been through. What are you made of? Come on. Yeah. Look at this. This is what this show is all about, by the way. And the other one I always say is you're built for this. I told my, yeah, wife, well, I told my wife this morning, <laughs> by the way, I told her this morning, I'm like, I'm built for this. Like, because we're going through like all kinds of up, whatever. And I'm like, I got this. Ain't nobody better for this job than me. So I, I can relate to that so much, man. Yeah. I love it. I well, love it. You know, and it's, it, I do it for me. Yeah, exactly. I do it for me and the ones I love. You know, I mean, I, I have a simple life mission that's creating radiant value to elevate others to a higher frequency. That's what I do and everything that I do. I do three things I talk to people, I close deals, and I raise money. It's pretty much all I do. Everything else, I collaborate. Everything else that needs to get done, I collaborate. If, someone, if I need to yeah, do I an NFT, that. I collaborate. I brought the people together, I raised the money. And now they're doing the work. You know what I mean? Like I focus on what I'm good at and what I crush and what no one can touch me with. Like you, like you just said, like you can't touch me. Yeah. On, yeah. On, no one can touch me on this. And people try all the time, you know, like there's people on clubhouse that you know, I got a question, Steven. And then they try to throw you this, like, you know, this big, I don't know, some, you know, business question at you that's supposed to stump you and stuff. It doesn't even, it's just like, ding, ding, you know, like Teflon right off me. It doesn't even bother me because I don't need to prove myself. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't need to explain myself. I don't need to do anything. I'm not doing it for anyone else but me. And I got a and guy. I got a guy. I you can answer the question. I got a guy for that. Like, I got a guy. Can yeah. you, yeah. Like Henry Ford, didn't he do that in, in uh, yeah, he said, yeah, I got a phone call, a phone that like, can call anybody I need to. Yeah. No, I love it. I mean, staying inside of your flame. And yep. uh, yeah, I love it. I hope the question that I asked that one day wasn't like one of those. I didn't want to do no, that to you. No, not at all, bro. Oh, okay, never. Okay, never. Okay. Yeah, no, there was some guy that was like completely out of context, asked some question about, you know, in- interest rates and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, this is, a, uh, you know, a family show here, you know? So, <laughs> and, and also, I mean, someone asked me too, like, how, how are you buying a $9.5 million business in Switzerland with no money down? You know? And I said, because I brought people in that can. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I'll right. make the deal. Structuring it, that's your problem. Yeah. But I'll, I'll close that deal. And I did. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, and, and they get all, they get up, well, but you need to, know, I don't need to know shit. I just need to know the people that know how to do it. And we need to have a, a, a good relationship, have trust with each other and have an absolute integrity. And that's what we do. And I, I have equity in 22 companies. I don't do anything in those companies. I brought them clients. I brought them partners. I brought them investors. I brought them maybe uh, um, customers, whatever it is. And I take equity for that and I help them get to where they got to go. That doesn't mean I got to run the company and know what the hell they're all about. I don't need to know that. I just need to know what the problem is and solve it. That's it. And if I can't solve it, I know someone who can 100%, without a doubt. Again, that's the certainty I'm talking about. And it isn't about certainty in the outside world. It's a certainty in myself to be able to, like I said, deploy my genius in any given situation. And the work that you put it in the past. 
to, to build the relationships that you've had, you know, like all it's all ingredients that go into a pot, right? Yes, of course. And the applied knowledge, of course, as well, you know, and knowledge is great, but the brain isn't a storage device. You know, the brain is a creation device, you know, it's a creation mm-hmm. organ, organ of creation. Mm-hmm. And so the more knowledge I get, the more I have to apply. And the more I apply, the more I learn. And how do, how do you learn even better than that? You start teaching it. So that's, that's sort of the natural process for someone like you and I. You, know, you go through so much stuff, you start applying it. You're like, well, I know a lot of stuff now. Let me start doing things. And you start teaching people. And then yeah. you learn even more. You know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a great process once you understand it and you embrace it and uh, sort of put your, put your path in that direction where you're like, okay, how can I build in teaching into everything that I do and learning in everything that I do? There's so much I want to touch on, man, but I, like, we can't be here all day. So I'm going to go into things that I think are important for the moment. Um, one is the book that you have in the background there, Unleash Your Humble Alpha. How long ago did you write the book? Actually, two years ago, yesterday, we released it. Okay. And then what went into that book? Like, What, what was the cause of you wanting to write the book? The book? Well, the then- cause was this. It, 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 the cause was this. And I, I tell you, it, it really changed my life writing that book. Actually, I didn't write it. It was an interview. And then it was sort of transcribed and then put into a book, which is how I wrote all, my, all three of my, 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 my books. But the question was this, Stephen, how did you work for Mick Jagger? What did you do? I said, I walked up to him and told him I was his new, his new bodyguard. That, that was it? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, how did you, what did you, what were you thinking? Or I said, I don't know. I'm like, okay, what about Andrea Bocelli? How'd you do it? And I said, I walked up to him and said, you know, I'm a new business manager. And that was it. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, what, what did you do? How did you? So I couldn't explain how I did any of this stuff. And so they said, you know, Lane, my, my co-author started, you know, saying, okay, we need to write this shit down because we need to teach this. And so that's where the five models come from in the book. So we have hit, honesty, integrity, and transparency, which is, was my nickname for years because I taught that in the corporate world. Hitman, the hitman, hit, honesty, integrity, transparency. And that's honesty with yourself while you do say and think like you do. And the transparency is how you step into the world with that honesty. It's your ongoing reputation. By, the byproduct of that, of course, is, an, is integrity. And that makes you authentic. That makes you uh, one of a kind and allows you to dictate your market value and do your own thing and walk your own path, right? So that's the first thing we talk about. And that's core principles of hit, honesty, integrity, transparency. And then there's creating space. Creating space is showing up wholly and fully for the person in front of you with no preconceived notions, cookie cutter solutions, or a specific outcome, like we were talking about. You focus on the only thing that you can control, and that's the intention of adding value by solving problems. When you do this, you create space around the both of you or the, the whole group, or if you're speaking on stage, and you end up coming up with ideas and solutions that you alone could have never come up with. Sort of like- Allow, allows, uh, Yeah, allows for creativity. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, so, I got to mention something on that real quick for you for yeah. the- so one, I realized that I've had success in my past after listening to people like you that go over this concept, the hit concept, and because I look back and say, okay, why did I have failures? And why did I fail? And then, or setbacks? And then why did I have success? And then I go back and reflect upon those things based on what people like yourself say and my mentors have said. And I don't look at it just for the future. I look back and say, let me see some case studies in my own life for this. And that integrity, the transparency and the honesty, like that stuff that I've always known like that was the only way to go because yeah. anything else would cause me more problems that I don't want to have. So that, and then I, I did a mastermind recently and I had speakers in Miami a couple weeks ago. The first day I had speakers. So everybody was there. We had some engagement. The next day we didn't do that. We did the old fashioned Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hills mastermind where one person was on a hot seat. Greg Reed taught me that he certified me in the mastermind uh, structure. And there were so many breakthroughs. And I started to realize that I'm not the one that has to pour into people all the time. It doesn't have to be a speaker. The ego was let go for a second. <laughs> I say for a second because it always comes back and you got to try to push it back down yeah. again. And, and I realized I had like, a, like a, a moment where I was like, wow, man, this is, you just have to facilitate and create space, like you just said. 
Yeah. So yeah, I just this is why this is it. why group. You know, we we do the humble alpha paradigm upgrade advisory program. We do one on ones. We have we have clients like the special assistant to Eric Adams, mayor of New York City, or you know, thirty to fifty million dollar range entrepreneurs, uh, real estate investors. We got the the guy who owns the VW plastics plant in Germany. Uh, you know, our clients and things like that. But the most powerful ones are the group. You know, the group sessions, the group paradigm upgrade advisory, because. That dynamic and the co-learning and co-creation that they have just through our facilitation and letting them go is incredible. Something we could never do on our own. It's impossible. You know, it's that co-creation of everybody around you. So exactly what you're talking about. So these group training, when someone says, oh, I want to have a one-on-one, there's nothing wrong with a one-on-one. But if you want to actually expand your consciousness and expand your awareness and in your, let's say your circle of influence, and you want to get into a group training, and that's no joke. Yeah. Group advisory or group coaching, and that's no yeah. joke. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at mikecroc.com forward slash book. That's mikecroc.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Yeah, yeah. I love it, man. I love it. All right. So then you release the book. And then from there, what did the book bring you? Like what, what outcomes did you have from how, like publishing that book? Well, you know, I, I did we, the same we, thing and I didn't realize what was going to come from it, but yeah, well, again, no, no specific outcome in mind, except for to touch a billion people so they could realize that to shift their shift the paradigm, of what they thought leadership was right. And leadership is your own personal operating system based on the things that we talked about already. And then some other ones as well. And what had happened was, first of all, Synergy Learning Institute got a hold of it and they liked it. So they made it into a college certificate program. So it's two credit hours. Right. So it's a certificate program. Anyone can take it. If they take our course online, they get a college certificate. Right. And now Harvard and Stanford are trying to sign up and get the course into Harvard and Stanford from this book, which is like, what? <laughs> Wait a second. I love it. I love it. Wait a second. You know, yeah, it's funny because we never, we never chose that path. It shows us. Like, like I said, we said we want to reach a billion people walking down the path. Oh, look, there's Synergy Learning Institute. Hey, what do you guys do? Oh, we do courses. Look at our book. Oh my lord, we want to make it into a course. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't try that. If I wasn't yeah. open yeah. to see that, it wouldn't happen. To the point now where we're going to the we're going into the the British bachelor's program with this, and there's an international executive MBA going out as well in the Middle East and Far East with the Humble Alpha as part of its program as well, the Humble Alpha Leadership Certificate Program. And you know that's a big deal for us because it just shows the the material that we have and the structure that we set in that book, which is basically five chapters, five models five, about two stories per chapter, and then the lessons from that story, and then the exact, and I mean the exact action steps that you take on what you can do to unleash your own personal version of your humble alpha and create your operating system. And when I say operating system, it's like, it's like your MacBook or your, your Windows. Mm-hmm. It's got an operating system. It's got to. Yeah. You, you might yeah. not understand all of it, but you might understand all of it, but you do know that how it works. Like, okay, when I push this button, that works. I'm going to push this button, that works. You know that. Well, if I ask most people in their life, what's your operating system? Like, how do you operate as a human being? What, how do you do that? Well, my business, I'm a leader. No, how do you operate? What are your core principles? Love, honesty. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, they don't know. And I can tell you. Mm-hmm. And only then, my friend, only then when I wrote all this down, did I know who I was completely. Yeah. Now I have a foundation from which I can build and do anything that I wish to do in any place and anywhere around the world. Because I know of my core foundation. I know who I am. I know my operating system. I know my identity. And I know my purpose. And that, that purpose amplifies my identity 
It gives me that presence that I have and that anyone can have. I mean, that's the, that's the subtitle of the book, Own Your Presence in Life, you know, through, through yeah, that. Demi- yeah. And how many people are actually not on their own control center operating oh, system? Nine, they're working nine, off over of 90%. Over yeah, 90%. Other people's, or there's a book I read and it talks about dead man's goals. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. And so people in your life, parents, uncles, aunts, grandparents, they have goals. And as a kid, as you're around them and you witness them failing at things, you pick up on their goals and you try to continue on with their goals throughout your life. And that becomes your control center operating system instead of your own. And people don't realize that they're operating off of that and going for those things instead of their own self-determinism, right? So what you're talking about is finding who you are actually, peeling all that out of the way. And since I've done that, man, it's like a night and day difference, you know? (laughs) Nothing on the outside matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter unless you're you're even keel on the inside. None yeah. of it matters. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and going through, look, I've been at war. You know I mean, I've been to a war. You know, I saw my friend die in my arms. I helped a burnt little girl and I don't know if she lived. You know, Where was like, that? Where was that, by the way? That was in like, Iraq. In Iraq. Okay. Iraq. And, you know, how do you deal with that shit? Like, you know what I mean? How do you deal with that every day? How do, is it a part of me? Isn't it a part of me? Is it always going to be there? Should I keep it? Should I let it go? All that kind of stuff. And then you yeah. have daily life on top of that little things, you know, that bother you. And then you have a shock of a lifetime where your partner leaves you, for instance, right? Out of the blue after 13 years. And, you know, you're constantly faced with all these things and that's people dictating your effing reality. Mm-hmm. That's, they're dictating my reality when things like that happen. It's such a shock. You go into, into auto mode and you react. You're not acting anymore proactively. You're just reacting. Well, isn't it like being on strings, a puppet? Yeah. And they're the puppet masters. And I talk about this a lot. Like, I don't want to be a puppet. <laughs> I don't want to be no. the puppet. No. Right? No, so, you don't. And it's, it's it, but it's difficult sometimes. Like, that happened to me, you know, and, and out of the blue, overnight, see ya. And, but dude, I was fetal position on the floor for about, you know, two weeks. Can I say something, man? This is the first thing that comes to my head. And I'm like this. Tra- talk about transparency. You say out of the blue, but is it really out of the blue? Or were you just not present and paying attention to what was going on? And again, I don't know. Yeah, this yeah. is C Rock yeah. speaking off the top, and I, I you know what I mean. I just say like yeah. this, whatever, whatever yeah, comes yeah. to my mind. Obviously, there was there were there were some things there. We've had talks in the past and things, but it was always worked out. Matter of fact, that morning we had wonderful togetherness, and then there was a letter. She wrote a letter before she went to work and said how much she loved me after 13 years. Amazing that we're you know still in love like this. And then came home and said that was it, you know. And uh, so yeah, that was out of the blue for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. And then after that, you said you you told me offline here that you acted quick. You got several coaches. Yeah. What have you found? So again, we talked about in the beginning of this interview about not taking responsibility, not, not taking blame or fault for things, but being responsible for the actions that you've taken in the past and what you can take going forward. Yeah. What have you found that, I guess, what you've learned, what you could have done differently for other people out there that may have you know, gone through things or p- maybe people are in a relationship now and then they could be focused on those things. What have yeah. you found that you could have done differently or maybe you'll do differently going forward in a relationship? Well, you know, we're, we're responsible for our own happiness. Someone else in, in our relationship can only take us from our baseline happiness to a higher level. They're not there and they're not responsible for our happiness. And that means I can't be responsible for someone else's happiness either. I'm, a, I'm the typical white knight provider savior kind of guy. So I always take on projects, if you know what I mean. Yeah. This is my second project that's ending. So, um, you know, I, I, I learned that. Okay. I learned what to look for now and why I needed those projects to feel significant, right? You know, there's uh, trying, mm-hmm. trying to be significant in life. It's one of the six essential human needs. Yeah. Um, I've learned that um, the universe, the entire universe is a mirror of my energy. So whatever I'm putting out is what I'm going to get back. 
the universe is always going to come in your favor. So if you say, man, this is a shitty day, the universe will be like, here you go. Mm-hmm. As you wish, you know? Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes with relationships. You can't react to something and you must always be acting in, the, in your best interest as far as in a relationship where if you do something because of the other person, then you're not being authentic and then you're not being fair to them because now they know you're reacting to them mm-hmm. or they're going to feel it. In the beginning, it's nice because, oh, let me, let me do all this stuff. But once you get to a relationship and stuff, then one of them is going to have an issue with that. And typically uh, it's men who have the issue because we lose our masculinity when we start trying to please the wife when they get mad. Right. So we immediately drop making the decision. And it's funny living here in Eastern Europe because women are like, just be a man. You know how many times I've heard that? Just be a man. Make the decision. Don't ask me. Just do it. You yeah. Know, like yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, they don't mean it in a way like, you know, right. like just lead, lead your life, do what you want to do, be happy, and we'll be happy together. Yeah. And so I guess, uh, you know, I've heard about this before. I think it was Dimple that said something about we give up our manhood. Dimple Thakrar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She came oh, on my she, show. She she came on my show because I had I uh, I met her through your interview. Yeah, Clubhouse. Yeah, she was one of my coaches. She was yep. one of my coaches. And I yeah. and I brought her on here because I was so intrigued by what she was talking about. And then your interview was like freaking awesome. And so I brought her on, but she talked about that. And and they take our they take our balls if we let them. And a lot of times it would it's just people they don't know we don't know what we're doing half the time. No. The women don't know what they're doing, but it's until you understand that you know we want to please our partners. Mm-hmm. Right, we want to make them feel good, and the problem is sometimes they don't need that, nor do they want it. But they're too—they're like, "Oh, he's being nice, so let me let him do it." But it gets on their nerves or whatever. And you know, like my my wife told me, I was there, I was too much. They're too much, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, later she told me that, and and so it's like, "Wow, really?" And I'm thinking, like, too much? How is that even possible? You know what I mean? Right, right. But you ask any woman, they're like, "Oh, it's possible." <laughs> oh, it's possible <laughs> that you're there too much, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of things I learned, it was, it's, it's funny because it wasn't all the same from everybody. It was all different coaching modalities that sort of overlapped. Sorry, but a little bit under the weather. No worries, man. No worries. And the good thing is we're on Zoom. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. So, so. so uh, let, let's, let's shift, shift gears here. Let's go into the uh, project that you're working on right now. You mentioned the beginning five months to get an NFT launched from the idea to launch. And of course, I'm in tech now. I know that there's, uh, it's always evolving. There's always something that's going on. Something comes up, something goes away. But can you talk about the project itself so the people are aware of it and what's going on with it currently? Sure. It's HAVE NFT. HAVE stands for Humble Alpha Veteran Empowerment. Humble Alpha comes from the book, The Operating System, which we've infused into the veteran empowerment space, in which we've been working for about the last four or five years, training and helping and coaching entrepreneurs, veteran entrepreneurs. We have the largest Facebook group, Vetpreneur Tribe, 16,000 plus members. And we have the Warrior Council, which is a paid group where we consult these, these, these um, uh, vetpreneurs. We have online events, we have in-person events, and we have plant medicine retreats to Peru and other healing, healing retreats as well. Now we're taking all that into the online space into the digital economy. And why, well, the reason we're doing that is we're taking twofold. One is to create what we call it Operation Abundance. So we want to give back to the entire community how we can. How do we do that? Well, anyone who buys an NFT, which is a challenge coin, a challenge coin, it goes back to the Roman times and it's given by commanders to, to soldiers and troops for doing good deeds. And so we've taken that concept of a challenge coin, which is the number one military collectible. There's millions of them. And we've turned it into an NFT, a digital NFT, a digital challenge coin. And so you can collect these challenge coins. You can buy these challenge coins. And every single person who buys it, an NFT from us, which is a digital challenge coin, will receive profit share, right? We're going to take 40% of our profits and we're investing it 
into a pool so we could get higher interest and we're going to give it, pay it back out to our holders. Number one. Number two is we're dropping into up to 100 veteran nonprofits, profits from every single NFT that, that we sell. So this is a real world impact. And what we're doing is we're not, we're not inventing anything new. We're taking what's already out there and we're consolidating it. Why? Because 22 veterans commit suicide every freaking day for the last 20 years. And for 20 years, there's been, a, a, in the last 20 years, there's been about 100 new, 100 times new nonprofits out there trying to help veterans. And it's still increasing. Why? Competition and fragmentation. So we're taking that and we're turning it into a, a we're going to collaborate and we're going to sort of consolidate everything that's out there to make one path for everyone to follow in the veteran space by documenting it on the blockchain, including healing and healing modalities. So that there's one central place where all veterans can go and look at all the nonprofits and what do they do and how they do it. It doesn't exist yet. And we got to get this in grip. So this whole project is about giving back to the community, building upon it. We have Florent Groberg, who's a Medal of Honor recipient, who's our, who's, who's our new spokesman. We have a special challenge coin coming out for him that you can only receive if you purchase now in the next three days uh, as a drop, which makes it more rare. You know how that works, right? And it's exciting because all of that tech the, all of the blockchain, the mainframe, the, the, everything, it had to be made, it had to be done. And it was done mm -hmm. in five months. And so when somebody, when you sell out, then where can people buy the coin from other people? Where is the exchanged? The Ecta marketplace, E-K-T-A.io. Ecta, okay. Ecta, yeah, marketplace. Ecta marketplace. No Ethereum. The reason we don't use Ethereum because the gas prices are way too high. Ethereum gas prices, they go up to $250 just for one NFT. Ours is about half to, to three quarters of an Ecta, which is right now about $2.50. Oh, that ain't bad. Right. <laughs> I think so, we can do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so yeah, somebody so, that has a uh, MetaMask wallet with Ethereum in it, they can go and buy Challenge Ecta, Coin. Or they got to buy Ecta first. They got to buy Ecta first. They got to buy Ecta first, swap it, and then, uh, then they can buy a Challenge Coin. Okay, so real quick, take us through this. You got MetaMask, you got Ethereum. Where can they swap it? They have to set up the smart chain first, the okay. smart chain. Yeah. So it's the, it's the network to smart chain. I am not the tech guy, like I said. Okay, I okay. Yeah, but it's fine. a smart chain. And then, then you take your Ethereum and you buy, like, I think it was, I bought USDT. I bought Ecta through that swap or something like that. Okay. Remember. So there's a swapping site where you swap coins yeah. and then go for that. Okay. So do you have something where people can go to check this out? Like, where's the yeah. best place to go? HaveNFT.io. H-A-V-E-N-F-T.io. Yeah. Yep. Got and it. then you okay. go there and it'll be buy or there'll be a, sort of like, there's a five-step process how to, how to get registered. Okay. Through almost, I mean, because we tried to make it as easy as possible because most of the veterans are not in the crypto space. So, so most of our clients and people we know, most people, this is all right. new to them. Yeah. 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 So you got to walk them through and make it easy. All right. Cool. So we're, we're going to go and support this project because it's obviously for a good cause. But not only that, it's for a good cause, but it also has the opportunity for you to, to make money on it. And you can do whatever you want with your money, but maybe you can even help more. So let's go well, support Steven as we go. Well, think about it. If you look at the, uh, the ECTA token right now, the crypto, when, I, when I, I told you, when we started with them, it was about 35 cents. It's now at $5, right? And we're just getting started. And so we have three more drops to do. They have 35 projects lined up that all have a real world impact, including some other very, very big institutional projects, put it that way, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to drive that price up like nobody's business. If you look at their market cap, it's, it's, it's relative to some other big numbers where their, their tokens are like a thousand bucks each. So, so how would you how would you approach this if because you, you're partnering it right and I understand that you want to keep your money invested in there but, but like how would you approach it if you're an outsider and you invest in it and it goes from five dollars let's say it goes to a thousand dollars and you put money in it like how does what's the best again this is not financial advice by any yeah. means to anybody so let me clarify that but how do you approach it where you 
eventually take some out or leave some in or leave it all in? Like, how do you know or what to do? What's the best practice? Well, you know, you you get advisors, but I I always diversify. Never all your eggs in one basket, man. Never. I I did that one time and I paid the price. So always diversify. Like I always say, take out, if you can, if you want to take anything out, take out your profit, right? And invest that in something else that's, that's growing. Once you get into this, you can really get really get into it. What I like, what I like to do is buy real estate, something that's a hard asset. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And we're getting into that too. Fractional real estate investment through NFTs. We're, you know, Ecta's launching next month their first real estate NFT as well. Uh, they're building a uh, a uh, rent a, um, a villa in Bala and Bali. <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah. So, well, that's, that's where they all well, live. You know, that's where they all live. So, okay, we're gonna well, rent well, it out. I could talk to you all day, Steve. There's so many topics yeah. we could talk about. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. But for yeah. right now, I want everybody to like really go and support you. Where's the best place for people to go check you out or get the book or where, engage with you? Yeah. Humblealpha.com. That's the book, the advisory program, all the stuff about myself and Lane. And then have NFT.io right now if you want to go get um, yourself a, a Marine Bulldog NFT. The first one's the Marines, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. We're, le- we're releasing all four. And each drop will have a special free token. I mean, a free NFT that you can receive if you take part in that sale and be one of the lucky 500. All right. Let's go support Steven. Steven, thank you for being here on the What Are You Made Of podcast. I appreciate you, brother. And I look forward to doing some things with you in the future because we are so much aligned, man. And yeah. uh, I just want to lift everybody up that I can possibly help as well. So thank you for being here, brother. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much, man. All right. You guys have been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast. Go subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it, man. You guys keep coming in, coming, you know, showing up. And if you like to watch these, go to YouTube, Mike C. Rock Scirocco. You can check out these videos of these. Until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com. And let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, MikeCrock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCrock.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.